Welcome everyone to episode 36 of the Spen and Nick show. Today we're going to be talking about the interview with Eric Rees, um, who is of course the author of The Lean Startup, which is being beautifully modelled um, by Spencer there. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> yes. Um, and today what we want to do is we've literally, we're literally, it's hot off the press. The webinar just happened, um, literally 20 minutes ago. Spencer and I have just shared our notes with each other. And what we want to do is share those notes with you. Okay, so before we get into it, we just want to share very quickly, um, what are the core concepts from the Lean Startup? Or at least what are the core concepts that I took from, from it and, and Spencer took from it as well? I think the first one is this idea of, um, actually, if you want to start a business in um, particularly a startup, it's, it's going to be happening in a state of uncertainty, right? You don't know if what's going to work, you don't know what's, what's going to be right, what's going to be wrong. Um, and particularly if you're doing it now in a pandemic and a global crisis, it's extreme uncertainty. Therefore, what you need to do is take a scientific approach. Now, by a scientific approach, what the Lean Startup talks about is this idea of um, come up with a hypothesis and then what you need to do is test that hypothesis. Now, the way that you do it is by very quickly creating what's called a minimum viable product the most basic version of your idea that you can give to some customers, get their feedback from it, and then work out what worked well and what didn't so that you can learn from it. So, and then you can implement it and improve the next version or maybe decide to give up and, and move on to something else. So that's a very, very quick, I know, elevator pitch of my understanding of the Lean Startup, the core concepts. Spencer, anything you'd add on to that? No, I think that's really well summed up. We've talked about MVPs so often on the show before, um, but we haven't actually delved into the Lean Startup and some of those other areas. And of course, what what you just described, the scientific approach, is essentially that build, measure, learn cycle. And we've talked about that a whole bunch as well. So we don't necessarily need to kind of reiterate that and go over those things. Some of the less familiar parts of the book, I think, as well, I think are really useful to kind of be thinking about things like having a leap of faith assumption. This idea of like, you've got no idea whether this thing is going to work. Just try it. Make that assumption, take that leap and just test, test it, experiment and see whether it's going to work. Without that leap of faith assumption, you'll be trying something maybe too small or not big enough. You know, so I think understanding that, that you can take a big leap because you're testing it really early and you're doing the smallest thing is a really important thing. I think there's also this idea of how do you measure? And the idea of measurement in the Lean Startup is about innovation metrics, innovation accounting, which is a completely different approach to the way that a lot of people start to look at metrics. And I think rather than going through that, because we could talk about that for a whole show, check out the book, you know, go, go into the detail on that because I think it's super, super important. And the final concept for me is this idea of like the pyramid between of um, vision, strategy, and tactics. And this pyramid is that, the, the way this pyramid works in the book is that at the top you have your vision. The vision is the thing that never changes. That's the thing you've got to fall in love with. You've got to be 100% focused on. Then the strategy comes up to, and that's the strategy is basically how you deliver against that vision. That can change. 
that can change between lots of different approaches. And the tactics at the bottom, the things that you do day in, day out to drive that strategy forward and make progress against it, that's where your experimentation comes in. So all of those concepts coming together to basically form this amazing methodology. I think the methodology really was described by the Power MBA as the most important business methodology, business approach that we've had in the last 10 years. What do you reckon, is that true? I think it's I think it's true. I was trying to think of a more important methodology. I, you know, I, I enjoy using the business model canvas and the value proposition canvas. And I think those are fantastic. But those really came out from the lean startup approach. Absolutely. So I think it's the most influential. I think they got it right. Yeah. And you can't go to a startup anywhere in the world, I don't think, without having that somewhere on the shelf, without having that book somewhere on the shelf. So uh, it's got to be it's got to be up there as the most important thing over the next 10 years. And what it's done is it's completely changed the way that people operate um, their businesses, not just startups now, bigger organizations as well. Look, we could talk about this for ages. Let's press on with the key things that we learned from Eric Reese just about 20 minutes ago. So the first one was misconceptions. Spencer, do you want to go on? I'm going to throw it straight back at you. Um, give us the misconceptions. Look, there have been loads of misconceptions about the lean startup. And we've probably been familiar. We've seen some of them playing out in practice when we've had conversations, particularly conversations in bigger organizations, because often there's a misconception there, although not always. But what Eric talks about, and actually this question, I must say, came from Ryan Clifford, who we know watches our show. Uh, so, hey, Ryan, amazing question on the Power MBA. Uh, great to see you there and ask, asking that question on video as well. That was awesome. Really great question as well. So the, the two misconceptions that um, Eric talked about was the first one, was lean does not mean cheap and of course like what a lot of people think is that these two words are kind of one and lean is like running a really lean team is a really cheap team it's a really small team it's not costing you lots of money and actually there's loads of misconceptions about the idea of it being cheap um, and the second one and we'll maybe talk about the cheapness a bit more in detail but quickly the second one is that lean does not mean there's no strategy or no vision at all lean has to have vision and actually vision is probably the most important thing with with lean so why don't we dig into a couple of those things really quickly i know you had something to say uh, nick about the um about the idea of cheapness yeah i thought it was really interesting how um eric said that just because you're adopting lean startup methodology doesn't mean that you're anti-investment or anti-funding um so you can absolutely get investment from uh, venture capital uh, companies or whatever firms and um, still adopt the lean startup approach so that was um i think an interesting point that i took from the uh, the webinar yeah i i love that i think that's totally right it's an it's an, a methodology not not a um not a point about how you're whether you're frugal right lean does not mean you're frugal or that you should celebrate not paying people the right amount of money to work for your organization uh, it's all about it's all about testing. It's all about experimentation. It's all about driving progress learning. for the right pro and, and learning exactly. Now that second one as well is about that idea of strategy, super important because as we talked about or, or the vision, what we talked about um, just a minute ago with that pyramid, the vision has to be so solid. You have to have that core, that kind of. In other books, it's often referred to as the North Star, that one direction of travel that you're going towards. That vision can't move and you've got to have that almost cut your cut yourself open and you've got your vision written inside like a stick of rock that it's like everything that you believe has got to be has got to be in that vision. And I think that's so, so important. So 
the thing you know lean is that lean does not mean it's cheap lean does not mean there's no vision you have to have a vision and you have to be learning as efficiently i think is the key as possible with your time and with your money nice and i, I want to talk about something that i took away from it so that was kind of one of the first uh, points that i thought was interesting to take away some of the misconceptions there i think the second thing that i took uh, from it that i thought was really interesting was how um, Eric talked about this idea that imagine, I want you all there sitting at home watching this, imagine a time where you believe something that you now know to be wrong or false, yeah? It's very hard to think back to those types of times, right? Um, because what happens it's is tough. our brain, it, what it does, it's, it kind of deletes that time when you didn't know something or when you thought, when you believed something that was actually wrong. And what it does is it just replaces it with you thinking that you basically always knew that it was this thing. I think that kind of makes sense from an evolutionary perspective because you don't need to remember that you didn't believe that fact a long time ago. But this has quite big implications for when you're running a startup because it's all about learning and it's all about being able to learn from the past. And if you can't remember your mistakes, that's gonna actually um, hinder your ability to learn and iterate. So that's why he said it's so important for each of us to um, write down um, everything and particularly write down our goals. Because he says that it's the type of thing where you say um, you're gonna launch on a certain date, yeah? But then you don't write it down. You look back and you went, oh, no, no, no. We, we didn't really mean we were gonna launch on that date. Um, we just said we might try. But if you've got it written down, it's in black and white. When you refer back to it, you know what the goal was and then you can reflect back on the situation better um, and learn from it take insight from it so that's going to help you improve um, next time so i thought that was fantastic this idea of just writing down your goals so you've got them there they're in black and white and then you can you can learn from them i think that's brilliant and and i just to even further nail that no ha hammer no to even <laughs> nail that hammer let's I've, just nail that hammer nail the hammer i've been working with a nail and a hammer like all day today to <laughs> hammer that He's nail nails in in even further but let's let's just no, you've really got the gun. <laughs> I do. The most amazing tool. That is the most. That's what you've been doing all day. Yeah, nail gunning nonstop. Just to make sure we really get this right, is like it's actually ironic. You will get things wrong. You will get loads of things wrong. But because your brain does this thing, and it's a new human natural human instinct, what it actually means is that you can't learn from that failure. And a lot of people talk about the best way to learn is learn from failure. But actually, your brain is wired for you to forget that failure and to forget the thing that you didn't you, that you didn't know something before because now you've kind of learned it and you know it. And I think that's a, such a good. And it reminds me, Nick, I did a, a Instagram carousel a while ago. I've got to throw this in all about unlearning and I was getting so angry with talk with people buzzwording this thing up about unlearning everybody needs to unlearn stuff and it's absolute nonsense and this is the reason why it's nonsense you don't have, you don't try to take a, a, a something you've learned out of your head it just gets rewritten you're learning you're not unlearning anything all you're doing is constantly learning just because something changes just because a thought an idea a memory changes doesn't mean you're unlearning something all it does means is you're learning something it's a horrible buzzword please stop using it everybody if you disagree with me like tell me about it let's have a conversation about it in the comments because i would love i was to just about to say if you want to really upset spencer <laughs> type in the chat box or type in the um comments below 
something about unlearning. Just say that, just type the word unlearning in the comments, please, because that's going to really upset Spencer. <laughs> so go on, what was the last thing? We said we said we were going to talk about three things. We What's did. the last point, Spencer? Okay, the next thing that I wanted to talk about was this idea of whether it's possible to adopt a lean approach, the lean methodology, if you're an existing company, maybe you've got a product out there already, maybe you've been going for five or six years and you've never used lean. Is it possible? And Absolutely is. And what Eric talked about is it's never too late to adopt lean. Uh, and this is about being adaptable, of course. You can always go faster. You can always change the culture. You can always choose to work in a different way. It's very possible. But here's the big takeaway. Here's the most important thing from this is have you got the motivation to do it? Because it's hard. Changing things mid-flow, changing a product, asking really difficult decisions and actually acting on the answers of those difficult decisions is a really challenging thing. So have you got the motivation to do it? What he talked about specifically is, is an example where a product isn't working, but the general concept is working really well. Like people love the concept, but the product just isn't selling. It's not flying off the shelves. What's going wrong? And this company have been going at it for a good few years, trying to get things right, but it's just not quite working. It's still in, still in business, but not quite working. What he said was spend four days coming up with a brand new product that still satisfies your concept, still satisfies your vision, if you like, but a completely brand new thing in four days. If you're worried about the existing brand that you've got, do it under a new brand. Do it as a completely different sub-brand, completely different thing if you need to. And what you'll do is in four days, you'll prove, if you're doing the right experiments, you'll prove whether that thing is going to be better than the thing that you've currently got. And if it is, you pivot. And if it's not, you know what, the, what you said to do? Go on. Do another one. If you can do another do one, another do one. another MVP. If you can do two MVPs every month for six months, it's a lot of MVPs. And the chances are incredibly high that you will have something that's working. Okay, so it's absolutely possible. But the key thing you've got to go, you've got to go for, you've got to know, you've got to know is do you have the motivation? Are you willing to make those really tough decisions? That was a really big takeaway for me. I think so important for the people that we often work with as well. So I know we said we were only gonna do three things. So we're at major risk of making this more than a minimum viable product. But I think it also might be the best segue um, ever. Because- Stick around, if you're listening, stick around to this one, because this is good. <laughs> Eric Rees said, one of the most important questions that you can ask, it, is it worth the delay to do this extra thing to the minimum viable product? Yeah? Because think about it, like, um, think of all those people that all those businesses that were planning to ship in March or, or April or May and they just wanted to do this extra thing and they could have shipped in January or February but they didn't what's probably happened now is it's meant that they will never ship they're never going to release their product because they were too late what always ask yourself can you afford the delay to add this extra functionality if you don't need to just don't do it get in there get it shipped early um, because those people that shipped in January and February, they're probably going to be fine, right? So ask yourself, is it worth the delay? I think it was because I think this was a good addition. So I'm glad I did. Absolutely. Look, we're on a roll here. 
I'm going to give you one more, and I think Nick, you're going to like. Oh this no! One. Have you asked yourself the question? I've Spencer? asked the question. Have you asked yourself the question? I think you're going to like this one. And this is, he said, and Eric said this himself. The author of the book said the best way to learn about entrepreneurship is not to read the book; it's actually to get together with someone, building a startup, and learn from them directly. Hey guys, we're doing this right now. You need to join us on this journey of how we're creating stuff. You need to be getting into the comments. You need to be subscribing. You need to be liking. You need to be sharing. You need to be coming with us, talking to us, communicating, following, watching, all that great stuff. And we want to do it from you as well. Look, we're not just, we're not out here on our own. We are together in this. Let's learn from each other. Let's learn and be the best we can. Look. Was that not? Was that worth it? I think it? you've stretched his. I think I think you've stretched his words considerably more than what he meant. <laughs> I thought I think he meant more that we should all be building our businesses. But if you want to like, comment, subscribe to our channel, we would also appreciate that a lot as well. <laughs> Look, uh, we've taken up enough of your time for now. This has been great. It's been amazing doing the the webinar with the Power MBA, um, but also great to take the notes to share them with you. Hopefully, you got a little bit of value out of that as well. And uh, we're going to see you next week at the latest.